Thanks for tuning into the Flip King Real Estate Radio. Whether a beginner or seasoned real estate vet, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real-world deal examples, tools and tricks for your daily business, and good old-fashioned motivation to get you in the game. We're here to see your real estate business grow to fit your lifestyle, whether for straight cash or cash flow. Grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flip King Real Estate Radio Show. Now, here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. Welcome, guys and girls, to, uh, to the Real Estate Flip King podcast, uh, Real Estate Radio. Wanted to uh, check in with you today. We're really excited. We have a, a great guest. This guy is a, a virtual wholesaler. He's a, a rehabber. He's a, a wholesaler at times. Uh, just an all-around uh, real estate investor and I think an awesome guy to talk to. His name is Mark Scourin. He's in Chicago. Uh, he Mark's doing probably 8 to 10 deals a month consistently. He's doing it virtually. He's got some great systems in place. I think uh, a great guy to have on the show. So I want to welcome Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for that intro. <laughs> no problem, man. How's things Thanks up in Chicago? Things are just like they are in uh, Jersey. Cold, huh? It's sunny, but it's still cold. But uh, <laughs> cold and snowing, right? That's uh, that's January here in the uh, in the Midwest. I don't know why we live in these places. I think we need to take some advice from our mentor Mark Evans and be down there in uh, sunny West in Palm. Florida. <laughs> I know. No kidding. <laughs> so, so Mark, let's just jump right into it. I mean, the guys and girls that are listening, you know, they're excited to listen from uh, from people that are doing it regularly on a regular basis and uh, doing it successfully. Tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, how did you get into uh, into doing all this wholesaling and rehabbing that you're doing up in Chicago? Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about cooking recipes. That's what you told me earlier. But uh, no. I'm oh well, I mean, you can throw in your best uh, your best <laughs> chocolate chip recipes. Cookie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to do that too? We we have time. Yeah, right. I guess in that regard, real estate recipes for success, right? Uh, it's it's timeless. But uh, are we here? To, yeah. We might we might write a book while we're on the phone. Maybe we should. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with chocolate that. Chocolate chip too. rehab deals, man. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate chip rehab deals. That's kind of catchy. One. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thanks for that. I um, I've been in real estate, man. This is it's not really that long, and uh, it's a testament to to anyone out there if you're if you're starting out or if you're already if you're already in the game that. You know, you can really make it if you just focus on, you know, on the things that are important. So, a little bit about me. It's literally this is like my third year in the business. You know, second full year in the business now. You know, I've been in sales and I've been kind of like an entrepreneur for better part of like 15 years. Grew up here in Chicago, North Side in a Polish area. My parents are from Poland. They immigrated from Poland, so uh, we grew up in basically Little Poland, which is Chicago. Outside of Warsaw, it's the number two population of Polish people. So, grew up there. Both parents very blue collar, hardworking, loving parents. With with every parent in that, you know, in that when when they immigrate, they just want to work hard and have their their children go to college. So I was in that mold. Mm-hmm. So I studied uh, studied decently hard. Got A's, B's, C's. You know, didn't get straight A's for sure, but better than me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think one semester in college I got straight C's. But you know, other than that, once uh, once I said, man, I really got to get this going here, I I catapulted, but. So I did graduate from university with a with a bachelor's degree in finance, but I think even more importantly than that, I mean that that part education is important, but I really graduated, you know, with, with what you would say the the hard knock university, you know. So I've always been kind of self employed, starting out even in the teenage years. You know, I had a check writing business when when checks were still prevalent. It was a while ago, <laughs> but I was in outside sales for you know ten years. 
I sold all kinds of things, checks, credit card programs, insurance. You know, I did pretty much all of the, the whole gamut, and I did very well. So then I kind of got into real estate just because I always had that, you know, maybe just like everyone listening always had that twinkle. You hear that 90% of the world's millionaires acquire their wealth through real estate. So, so I had that itch, you know, I had that itch that I had to kind of get into it. And like I said, the, the testament thing, anyone can do it. Because when I got into it, I didn't know anyone, you know, like I didn't have an uncle or a dad or, you know, a friend or a mentor in the business. I kind of just got to know myself, didn't know a person, a thing or anything about real estate other than just kind of what I discovered on my own. Yeah. And uh, for better, for worse, you know, I think looking back, it's probably, it would probably make sense. It would be more advantageous to have someone in the business to kind of hold your hand a little bit. But I mean, for me, I just literally just started everything from scratch. But it's mm-hmm. good, though, because I think, you know, in that mentality, I literally, you make so many mistakes, but you never give up and you say, all right, now I won't do this. I'll go this way. Oh, mess this up. I won't do this. I'll go this way. So, so it's been, yeah, what, the third year now? Things are going really well. You know, we're flipping a lot of properties now. Wholesaling, though, I think, you know, for, for everyone listening out there, it's uh, wholesaling probably is a good way to get into the business to kind of establish that core. You know, that's why I always say the establish the core first, you know, get, you know, whether you've got a job and you've got checks coming in. If so, that's great. You know, then maybe you can kind of, I don't want to say graduate to rehabs, but look at doing rehabs if you already have consistent, you know, income coming in. But if you yeah, don't I- want to go that route, then definitely I would say establish your wholesaling operation first, you know, your buyer's list and how to acquire properties, you know, at discount from sellers. Because that literally is a quick cash, you know, recipe that, hey, you know, I'm tight on funds. I need to close or I need some money within the next week or two. Rehab, you're really not going to be able to do that with the wholesale. You know, you can, I just closed one yesterday, quick $5,000 deal that we got literally presented like five days ago. You know, so that's that's Mm -hmm. the difference is it's a quick cash. Once you get that responsive buyer's list, I think, that like you, you build your core, your foundation of you know the investing business. I think it's so awesome. I mean, so many things you just said, uh, so many powerful messages. I mean, one one thing to to really take. I mean, our listeners, uh, we have people that are just starting out, people who are already successful, and, and everything in between. But the fact is that you're only on your third year of doing this, you know, and and you've been successful at. And I think that a lot of times when people get in the business, uh, they have two, two, two big problems, right? I think they have that analysis paralysis. You know, they, they just try to think, think, think things through, and they never follow through. And I think the other thing is they have that chasing the, the shiny object syndrome, you know? Like, you know, you, uh, you, you, hear, you hear this guru's way to do it, and you buy his plan, and you read through it, and you never actually follow through, and then another guru comes along and sells you his plan. But the thing I love about your business is you've been consistent and you've focused up until recently uh, one thing, which is wholesaling, and, and you've gotten really good at it. I mean, you're you're super consistent and you're doing deals regularly, which you know is is a lot to be said about that. No, I agree. I think it's one of those things too that the progression. That's a great point because you say to stay consistent and focused. I thought there was there was a point that I started in my wholesaling business where it was even maybe even at the mastermind we were at, and I I thought to myself. Man, maybe I gotta like graduate to doing more rehabs. I was doing a couple, you know, a handful of rehabs, but but I started thinking, oh, you know, maybe I should graduate to do rehabs. Which, <laughs> you know, it's it, there's no right or wrong, right? I mean, every person's different. Some people just want the cash flow; they don't want to work that much. Some people really love to rehab and they love transforming the house. So, you know, I think it just depends on what's important to you. But there's no there's no like graduating. You know, wholesaling is a great. Uh, 
some of the best investors, the most successful investors in the country are the biggest wholesalers, you know, so first true. and foremost. And then, you know, so hey, true. by the way, we could do some, some wholesales, rehabs, you know, whatever the case may be. Man, I never, I'll never forget the, the day we sat and had that conversation. And uh, I remember you saying the words coming out of your mouth, you know, look, guys, I'm doing eight to ten deals a, a month, and but I really want to graduate to rehabbing. And I kind of laughed inside and, you know, not out of a disrespectful way, but I thought to myself, I'm sitting on the other side of the table doing rehabs, uh, doing wholesales, and <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> someone's doing 10, 10 deals a month wholesale. Why would they ever want to go through all the stress of being a rehabber? But it's funny. I mean, we all do our own thing. We all do it differently, and I still enjoy rehabbing, but I sure as yeah. heck enjoy, I enjoy those quick five, eight, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 checks as well. You know, I think Agreed. that there's something to be said about both. So, so Mark, I guess uh, tell us a little bit about how your team is uh, is designed. I mean, what, what does that look like, and you know, how do you uh, coordinate your deals and stuff like that to keep that kind of consistency every month? Sure, sure. I mean, what I do is I'm very, very consistent, which mm-hmm. I think for everyone listening out there, you really should listen to that message. Where you know, let's say people that work out, you know, or, or eat right, whatever the case may be. So every day you work out, you eat right, right? You, you know, mm-hmm. go to McDonald's every day, you eat spinach, juice, you know, whatever it is. Same thing with business. It's the little things that you do consistently every single day that add up, you know. So for me, I really focus on, now, by the way, both sides are important. You need sellers, you need buyers, you know, you need motivated sellers and motivated buyers. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I really focus, I still focus on the sellers, but I really focus on the motivated buyer. So every day, you know, just like doing whatever, 20 push-ups, I'll call 20 to 30 new cash buyers every day like clockwork, you know, Monday yeah. through Saturday, definitely not on Sunday. But so every day I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out, finding new buyers, always thinking about like on my mind is how can I grow, how can I expand my buyers list every day. So, I, you know, I love that. And I love the, the fact that it's consistent. And I also want people to realize that, you know, when you're trying to build a buyer's list, I think everybody thinks they're going to do something consistently. You know, 20 people, that's a lot of people to call every day, right? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, you don't do that in five minutes. So for you to be able to set aside the time to go through and do that every day to continue to grow your business, I mean, I think that uh, you know, that's something to be said in any business. Anybody who can set aside that kind of time and, and put consistent effort into something, that's how you're going to see it grow. And, and, I mean, I know you're doing it because we've been talking about it for months and months, and, and you still do it today, right? Still do it, yep. Now I actually have, a, like, a, a sales guy that does it, but I still do it. So even I have yeah. him calling buyers all day, but I'll still do it because I, I still like making new intros, new relationships, you know, existing relationships. You just want to get out there and see what your buyers are buying, where are they buying, and just be on their minds. You know, sometimes even if you call them and they don't pick up, Mm-hmm. Or even send them a text and they don't answer, but still in the you know they might not respond right away. But then all of a sudden the next day they might think, oh my god, let me see what Mark's you know let me see one of his properties. You just never know. So it's just just being out there with them. It you know, the other thing I think in. so our mentor Mark has such a good quote for the buyers. Like has anyone ever walked up to you and said, man, I'm going out of business. I got way too many buyers. Right? Like how how ridiculous <laughs> does that sound? Right? Think about it. let that sink in. Like man, you know what, Joe, I'm going out of business. I got way too many buyers. So true. So true. I love it. And and I also like the piece that you said, too. It doesn't have to be you. I mean, we talk about that all the time, like trying to fire ourselves. Like, how can we start to work on our business and not in our business? And, and you've kind of developed that to the next level, right, to where you still yeah. enjoy making the buyer phone calls, but you don't have to do that. I mean, you have someone that can do it for you. So that's a good piece on, like, you know, taking the business to the next level. If you're starting out, you want to make all the calls because you want to understand it. 
you know, especially if you want to teach it to someone else, you really got to understand A to Z, what to do, what to say. So, you know, if you're starting out, you want to make all the calls to the sellers and to the buyers. And then mm-hmm. once you, you know, once you kind of understand that at a, at a high level, then you can kind of pass things off. And, and that's sure. a million-dollar question, right? Because I think we're all guilty of it, right, to some degree, where you're still working in the business more than you should or more than we think we should sometimes, you know. It's like it, it's, now it's, it's a constant, you know, it's always in my head when I'm doing something, hmm, I should be passing this off, you know, but you can't <laughs> literally pass everything off. No, that's, I mean, that, I mean, you're, you're totally right about that. I mean, you have to definitely know what you're doing first before you can start to expect other people to do it for you, perfect that, that, that system, finally be able to get someone else to do it for you, teach them how to do it for you, right? So, yeah, so Mark, certainly. tell me about how you coordinate the deals. So you, that's a lot of deal flow, right, to do eight or ten deals a month. I mean, how are you putting all that together right now? So, yeah, this is uh, – so basically the framework goes – and, you know, and even in real estate, right, there's a million and one ways to, to do it. I can only tell you, like – how my process works and hopefully you can learn something from it. There's there's definitely a lot of other ways to do it. You know, so for us the the core is always a working on the buyers list. You know, I always call like my my buyers list my you want a responsive mobilized buyers. I call my mobilized troops, you know, when you send them out a text <laughs> or an email, you like mobilized troops, right? We're ready to go to we're, we're sure. ready to to buy. So I always work on that constantly and then also for the sell side, so we do a lot of marketing Online, offline, we do a lot of yellow letters, postcards. We send those out to like probate, absentee, divorce lists, tax sales, you know, anywhere you can kind of find some motivation, some seller motivation. Sure. So then those deals, you know, we send them a postcard with a number. That number comes to a Ring Central account, which we get an email with, you know, either a missed call or a voice message. And then I got a assistant, Kim. What she does is just handles that all day is other than being like an office manager, she handles seller calls. So she's the first outreach to the seller. Hey, thanks for calling. Introduces, you know, her and our company. And then just, it's it's really just, you know, gathering info at that point. Bed, bath, you know, just the basic information. Sensing sure, motivation. Sure. You know, I always tell her, listen, professional sales is like a deck of cards, right? So you got 52 leads coming in, 52 cards in the deck. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the four aces, you know. We're looking for the four motivated sellers. So she's kind of got... You know, what's your reason for selling? So anything, any lead with reasonable motivation, those are the ones we try to focus on. So I'll kind of give you like, that's like the the bird's eye view. So then uh, when those leads come in, we'll negotiate a price with the seller. We'll send them on a contract. Usually I prefer to do it just via email and fax. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the seller wants to meet, so we'll, you know, we'll do that. We get it under contract, and then here is where. The marketing hats for buyers comes in, so we'll do like a email blast, text blast, voice blast. You know, we'll personally call our top 15 buyers and say, "Hey, we got this great deal." You know, we'll give you you know whatever six hours, eight hours, get out there and, and take a look at it, and create yeah, kind of like a sense of urgency. I know from talking to you in the past that you guys, uh, the marketing piece on the back end is huge for you. I know you you reach out. I've actually subscribed to your blog, so I know that you send a lot of emails, a lot of volume. Um, how many times do you think when you get a wholesale deal under contract, I mean, how many how many pieces of uh, email blast, how many how many emails and touches do you think that you send out on, on the back end when you have a deal under contract? So once we have it under contract, yeah, that's a good question. Probably, I mean, as many as, many as it takes to get the property sold. You know, usually <laughs> if it's a hot property that I know I have like a particular buyer for, mm-hmm. I'll probably just call like a buyer or two or three that, are, you know, if I really know that they like the area. So if that works, great, you know, then we're done. If that doesn't work, then I usually go to like a text blast and then mm-hmm. an email blast. And how are you doing that? How, how are you doing a text blast? 
So text blast, you can use uh, callfire.com. Okay. And then email blast, you can use Aweber, get response. There's like there's there's many out there. We're taking notes right now because you're, you're you're dumping a lot of knowledge. So I, I hope these guys have a pen and paper and they're taking notes. Yeah, please do. These are great nuggets. They'll save us very efficient. Save you a lot of time. Great <laughs> you know why? Because when I was starting out, literally, I would just Gmail. I would use Gmail and then blind carbon copy, you know, the, the buyers that I saved. So like mm-hmm. the first couple of months, you know, I don't know, like a couple hundred or whatever it was. And I would just blind carbon copy to buyers. So, <laughs> it, which initially you got to do whatever you can. You know, if you're saving costs, that's fine. Absolutely. But uh Absolutely. Yeah, you got to try to be as efficient as you can. Callfire is really cool though because it's just so efficient. You can you can like, download you know the buyer's phone numbers into an Excel file, mm-hmm. and then just do like one you know record one message. It's like, hey guys, I got this great property, uh, you know one two three Main Street. Go take a look at it. You know, create a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, say let me know by tomorrow because you know this this and this. You can just record that once, put in an Excel spreadsheet on all the different buyers that you got, and then it'll it'll just blast it to all of them. But you'll That's data mine those buyers out of Craigslist sometimes, right? You could too, yeah. yeah. I, I find though like a Craigslist in my market is mostly <laughs> wholesalers that, that aren't doing deals. I'm not going to say for the most, you know, not, yeah. there's still some out there, but... Um, you don't have to sugarcoat I, what it. I just a, lot of, my, <laughs> a lot of tire kickers out there, right? Yeah, a lot of tire kickers on Craigslist. <laughs> you, used to, you can still find ways to make deals on there, but yeah. And then the other thing too, I think another important leverage piece Joe is like co-wholesaling. So because, you know, because I have such a great buyer's list here and, and, you know, all the investors and rehabbers and wholesalers know that. So I'm always out there sending an email or a text, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's co-wholesale, send me your deals. I got real hungry buyers. You know, I think initially when you start saying that, they're like, yeah, whatever, everyone says that. (laughs) But once you actually start closing the deal, once you start closing deals Mm -hmm. with other wholesalers, Guess who they're going to call when they get another deal? You know, it's Absolutely, crazy. Absolutely, man. There's yeah. so much power in what you just said. I tell people all the time when they're really new, and I mean green and, you know, never done a deal and so forth, start calling those signs that say we buy houses on the street because you're, you're going to end up talking to another wholesaler. You're going to end up talking to other investors. I mean, it's like, it's like free access to your local investor group, right? I mean, you're talking to the people who are actually out there hustling, working, putting signs in the ground, involved in the day-to-day. And, I mean, you you can put deals together just by calling them. You know, you Absolutely. might have a couple buyers, you have no deals. Call them and see if they'll partner up and co-wholesale the deals that they have under contract. I mean, there, i got to tell you, Great that happens so yep. much, so much in my area in South Jersey. I mean, there's, I mean, when you think about it, now I know you're in a much bigger city in, in, in Chicago, but around my, my neighborhood, my neck of the woods, there's got to be less than 30 people who are actually doing deals in my neighborhood. I mean, I know every wholesaler in town. You know, I know most of the investors – you got to get out there. I mean, we're not all as competitive. I mean, you know, there are some sharks out there, but at the end of the day, most people are willing to help you, willing to help you succeed because if your success is their success, if they can co-wholesale a deal with you and they couldn't find a buyer otherwise, then, you know, they're just as happy to make the money most of the time. Don't you agree? Absolutely. There's some, there's I always some think like in that regard, uh, in that regard, Joe, too, is like think of the relationship, you know. So, you know, I think a lot of guys might try to screw the other wholesaler or the seller or whatever it is, you know, just to get that extra couple thousand or whatever it is. Don't do that. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense, you know. Think long term, not like, yeah, I'm going to do one deal and that's it. I don't really care. I'm going to make extra 2000 on this, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, think, true. you know, hey, how can I make this advantageous for you? For, for the seller so that we do one of these every month, you know, so that like when, when you get a contract, you want you want to be like the point person, the snowball effect I call, like when the wholesaler or the other rehabber, whoever it is, 
gets the property, they think of you first. Oh, man, you know what? Mark will sell this for me. I'll call him. It was pleasant working with him last time or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, if you leave a bad taste in their mouth, eh, we could sell this, but I don't really want to deal with them because he, you know, whatever, he did this, this, or this. That's so a, that goes a, really a long way. Mindset. That's a really strong mindset to have to know that there's a way bigger picture out there than that, that one deal. And the truth of the matter is you're trying to develop long-term rapport with these people, you know, and bad, a bad rap will get, a, get around the, the block a lot quicker than, you know, Mark is a great guy to work with kind of thing. You want everybody oh, to know Oh, great that, point, right? Know? Yeah. All it so. takes is one, one incident, and then it'll just filter quick through the investing community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's cool. So your system's in place. I mean, you have, uh, sounds like you have, now you're totally virtual, right, Mark? I mean, you don't have an office or anything. Totally virtual, yeah, in the sense okay. of, uh, yeah, no office. i got a home office or Starbucks or wherever, you know, wherever I plan to be for that day. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, we hear that a lot, right? The whole, like, uh, virtual investing, is it real? How to do mm-hmm. it? You know, I think it's it's more of a mindset. It starts at your mindset first. So it it's whatever you want to make it. You can make it virtual if you want. That's what I want. If you want an office, a physical office, you know, then you can do that too. Or you can do, like, a, a hybrid. So it, it's possible. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Reality is always negotiable. Yeah, and it's always a matter of wh- wh- where you find your time to be best used. And, you know, uh, it's a mindset, again, of where, how important, whether or not you need to be at a certain place. I was just listening to a podcast this morning talking about uh, being at settlements, you know, being you know being present for settlements or going to title companies. And, you know, it's like, do you need to be there? I mean, truthfully, not really. You know, I mean, if you're there to pick up a check, do you need to be there to pick up a check? Couldn't you wire the money to your bank account? Yeah. You know, I like to go sometimes because, you know, it feels good to get the check. It's like the reward at the end of the the project. But I mean, sure. the most time you we're all trying to develop systems so that we can work virtually, we can go wherever we want, we can travel with our families. And so starting to build that 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 system where you don't need to be involved physically is, is huge. And I mean, if you can do that consistently, you can work from wherever you want. It's part of the growth process, I think, right? That's a great point because, like, starting out, you know, in that situation, Joe, it's like uh, i got a closing. You don't even think that I don't have to be there. You're thinking I'm yep. going and that's it, you know? And <laughs> But it's exciting. You know, you, you want to, like, uh, attend the first few. But I think, like, in your head, we start thinking, all right, how can I get more efficient with everything, you know? And then it, it literally, like, infiltrates your mind and you think for better or for worse sometimes, right? Like, should I be doing this for everything, right? Like, initially I was putting up signs. Now, you know, I pay a guy to put up signs. I don't go to the title company. Like you said, you know, unless you want to, you're meeting someone or, you know, unless you're meeting the buyer there and you want to sell them another deal or something like that. But um, it's a mindset then. It shifts to everything that you do. How can I be as efficient as possible? You know, so there's, there's that growth curve. I think that really helps a lot. It's really liberating, too, when you realize that you don't have to be there. I mean, we were just in Costa Rica a couple of weeks ago, and my office closed two really big deals. Just right, in that yeah. Three days that we were down there, and, you know, I have my attorney texting me pictures of the checks. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is awesome. I'm sitting on a beach. I mean, me and you smoking a cigar, sitting on the beach, talking business, and my attorney's texting me checks, showing me that we just closed. I mean, what a better, what a better Isn't that amazing? I mean, isn't, yeah. isn't it awesome? Yeah. Weren't we joking? Like, why do we even like? Uh, why aren't we not on vacation more? Closing deals like this, right? <laughs> I think every time I go away, my assistant tells me the same thing. She's like, "Get out of the office," because every time you leave the state or the country, we close more deals. And you know, I, I hear people say that all the time. Sometimes our offices they they, they are more efficient without us. We're the we're the uh, the monkey wrench in, in the cog, right? And, and we're yeah, no kidding. I say that a lot, actually. Sometimes yeah, it seems like we're the cog in the wheel. You know, I'm the stalwart here. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I think Tim Ferriss said that in the four-hour work week. Wasn't it something like that? Uh, that he. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Things work smoother when I actually wasn't around. <laughs> Great systems fair. in place. I guess that's what you're focusing on now, right, Mark? Is uh, you know now that you have this, you know, the the, the machine kind of moving, it's starting to figure out better systems and and how to make it more efficient and stuff like that, right? Yeah, always. So I think, you know, the same thing what we said. So if you're starting out, you know, you may not be able to do it right away where you're obviously 100% virtual, but I think mm-hmm. it's gradual, you know, so just start shifting things in a virtual, just start with the virtual mindset. You know, if you're starting out, you got to do all, you know, you got to send out the letters, you got to put up the signs, call the sellers, call the buyers, but, you know, you close your first deal, take a portion of that and hire you know, virtual assistant or hire a sales assistant or, even you know, it's real estate. You can even hire someone that they only get paid per closed deal, you know, so there's no, you don't pay them until we actually close a deal, you know, basically like a commission-based salesperson. So, you know, there's so many ways, you know, like I said, if you're starting out, you want to, you want to do it a, a little bit for yourself, just to understand all the, you know, what to, what to do, what to say, so you can document it and then give it to, hand it off to virtual assistant or sales guy or, you know, whatever it is fire ourselves, right? That's right. <laughs> get, it, get it off our plate. Well, uh, you know, Mark, that was super exciting. I know you gave uh, our listeners a ton to think about. I hope they replay this with a pen and a notepad and uh, take down a lot of those notes. I think what I'd also like to be able to do is uh, we're definitely going to include in the show notes here your contact information, your website. I know you're doing um, some mentorship programs in, in uh, the Chicago area. And uh, you have a great blog and, and some great uh, information that you're giving out. So we definitely want to put some of that on the show notes. Anything else that I missed? Anything else that you want to add? Yeah, certainly. I think, I mean, if like I said, if you're starting out, go out there and make offers. You know, like when I was starting out, I would just put blind offers on 20 properties that were in the hood or the ghetto, <laughs> and it didn't work out. But you, you, you learn, you know, okay, I know not to do this, so I'll go this way. You know, so just take massive action. And if you're already doing a deal or two a month, now you got to start thinking, all right, how can I scale up to do three to four, to do five to six? You know, so, you know, have that mentality of consistently, all right, how can I break through these, you know, these invisible barriers that my mind is creating, you know? So mm-hmm. you just got to take massive action. And then, um, yeah, get on my blog, take a look. It's www.focusonbuyers.com, F-O-C-U-S, focusonbuyers.com. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, get a hold of me there. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, that was a ton of great stuff. There's so much that we could have gotten into more detail with. And I think if you have us, I think I'd like to you know, have you back on the show here in a couple of weeks. And we'll really start digging down a little bit further into uh, some of those things we talked about. We did such a broad view uh, of everything. But I think there's some really interesting nuggets there that uh, our listeners are going to want to know more about. So what I encourage everyone to do is, is make comments on the website. Tell us what, you thought, what your thoughts are. You can always connect with me directly at joe at theflipking.com. Obviously, our website, theflipking.com, will have uh, our blog and our show notes and our podcast uh, information there. So we're going to post some free information there um, from Mark, uh, also the contact information for him. But Mark, I I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. Always a pleasure, Joe. Take care. Awesome. Talk to you soon, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.